So we're continuing now examination of the Shishastika prayers of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There's a handout here, so I'd like to see this. I'd like to just go go again. These these this is taken from the uh, last chapter of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. This is the this is where they occur in our literature where uh, Lord Chaitanya is reciting these prayers in this sequence to Ramananda Roy and Swami Dhammada. And uh, he speaks them in Sanskrit, then says them again in Bengali, gives a little purport. Krishna's Kaviraj tells what Mahaprabhu is feeling when he says them. So it's, it's quite, uh, quite revealing. So uh, let's start. Let's just go on and in, in, in unison. Let's recite them together. Uh, we'll just do it together. Chito Dharatana Marjanam Bhavamada Bhavani Nirvadanam Shreya Kaidava Chandrika Vitaranam Vidyavadu Jivanam Anandam Buddhi Varadanam Padipadam Purnam Dashvadanam Sarvatma Snapanam Padam Vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtanam Nandam Makari Bhakuda Nitya Sarvashaptis Tatrarpita Niyamita Smarane Nagalaha Etat Prishita Vakipa Bhagavan Mamadi Tudaiva-mindi-samihāda-ninā-vibhāga-cunatta-pīsu-vinchena-tudorīva-suvishnura-amānina-māna-dena-kīrtu-nīrasadāhari-nadanam-kajanam-nasundarim-kavitam-b
classic show you say the consummated chanting of the holy name all the steps one after another and it also and it also looks forward to actually the sequence of stages of advancement which is what these verses also uh, give us um, because In the uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita, and also later in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, there's a, a verse uh, giving the sequence of stages in the advancement of uh, of Krishna consciousness, uh, leading up until prema. So that verse goes: uh, You should have a Adavshada Tataha Sadhu Sangota. Bhajana Kriya Tattu Narutta Nivritti Shat Tattu Nishta Rutishta Taha Ata Saptistato Bhavas Tatta Prema Bhudanshati Sadakanam Ayam Premna Pradur Bhave Bhavet Kramaha. This should be this uh, uh, the sequence, the Kramaha, chronological order uh, of stages. Of a, of a sadhaka, a devotee practicing Krishna consciousness of, of what should happen. First of all, Adal, in the beginning, there will be Shraddha. Uh, uh, and after that, uh, uh, if Shraddha is uh, uh, flowers, the uh, faith, uh, firm faith, uh, then that person will, in Sadhu Sangha, begin to associate with devotees. And if that association with devotee ripens, then there will be bhajana kriya. One takes up the process of Krishna consciousness. Uh, the, uh, and uh, as Prabhupada uh, says here in the word for word, uh, it takes initiation, that, that is to say, makes a commitment now to follow this path. Then if that's done uh, properly, there will be anartha nirvritti, the removal of unwanted things purification of the heart and of the mind and that will be followed by nishta uh, firm faith fixed up in Krishna consciousness as Prabhupada used to say it and that will be followed by ruchi a taste for uh, uh, the activities of devotional service and then uh, asakti which is addiction literally uh, very intense taste and then after that there will be uh, bhava, um, uh, the beginning of uh, spiritual emotions, and when the bhava ripens, uh, there will be prema. This is the sequence of stages, and the shistatika prayers actually take us through that sequence. So the first one, where they list the benedictions, this one corresponds to the stage of shraddha, in other words, one should believe this. <laughs> should have faith in the process that, that this is what will happen. Uh, that the heart will be cleansed and then you will see these things happen one thing uh, after another. So then the second now, uh, which Bhaktivinoda Thakur labels uh, uh, in, in this... Uh, where's my book... Uh, when he discusses these in, in his book, 
it's it's uh, no not here anarta nivritti uh, but the way he does it yes in bhajana rahasya this this little book here when he goes uh, through this he calls this stage sadhu sange anarta nivritti in other words the removal of anarthas uh, in the association of devotees so basically uh, sadhu sangha and bhajana kriya that's practice so therefore uh, there will be the next thing we should see is this anartha nirvritti so that that's the, these three are things are compressed into to uh, uh, to this one it's assumed now you're a serious practitioner and associating with devotees and therefore there should be anartha nirvritti and this second verse the shishastika prayers is describing this anartha uh, nivritti. Yeah. And it's a very, very interesting nam nam akari bahuda nidja saravashaktis tatarapita niyamita smarane nakala eta drisitavakripa. This is your mercy. That's what he's saying. This is your mercy that you have manifested. Uh, Many, many Bahuda, many varieties of names. Uh, and uh, uh, you have placed in them Arpita Tatar Arpita Nidja Sarva Shaktis. In these names, you've put your spiritual potencies. Uh, uh, so, this is first thing about your mercy. You've manifested so many names, and you've endowed, put in those names, your your spiritual energies. Uh, and smarane uh, nakalaha, and in the matter of uh, 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 remembering those names, uh, or chanting those names, or here we're talking really about the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra most specifically, although uh, you can chant that many ways, but with just the Hare Krishna and Rama, each of those names, Krishna and Krishna's name are the same, and all those names, uh, Krishna is there, so actually you're associating with Krishna, you've made it easy, and uh, uh, and there. In, in, in this remembering of the names, there's no uh, 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 restrictions. Uh, uh, he says here, hard and fast rules. Uh, like, no restrictions concerning time, kalaha. When you chant, say, Gayatri mantras, you are actually, say, if you're a brahmana and you're chanting your Gayatri mantras, three Sunday, three times a day, there's a a window of opportunity where you're supposed to chant them and before you do them first of all you have to be a brahmana you have to be initiated properly uh, you have to take a bath you have to sit down you have to perform achman uh, and and so there's so many uh, things you have to go through at the right time in order to chant these mantras and so so for many spiritual practices there are many many rules and regulations but here these considerations of of t- 
time and, and super strict regulations, uh, they're not there. So this is, and then he says, Tavakripa, this is your mercy. Uh, so there's a, this feeling of thankfulness that you, you have done this now. You have made it really easy with so many names, put all your potencies in it, and made it easy to access them. Tavakripa Bhagavan. And then there's this contrast. Etadrisi Tavakripa Bhagavan. O Lord, this is your mercy. Mama Mama api but my misfortune. So there's a contrast, your mercy, my misfortune. Tavakripa, mama durdaiva. You just keep those two. This is the, this is where the, the um, uh, tension or, or, or the energy of this verse is here between this great appreciation. For, for the Lord's mercy. But Mama Durdaivan, what is my Durdaivan? That, that, uh, that, uh, well, literally what it says, that in, I know, I have no attachment for these names. Uh, uh, but the way Prabhupada translates it here, he gives the reason. Uh, but I am so unfortunate that I commit offenses while chanting the holy name and therefore I do not achieve attachment for chanting. So this is part of the commentary by the Acharyas that Prabhupada's put into the translation. Why don't, why don't I develop, why don't I, here are your names, it's this gift, it's this wonderful precious thing that you're so easily accessible and available to me and still I'm not interested. Still, if I'm going to sit down and chant my rounds, I have to force myself to do it. I have to make sure my uh, cell phone is uh, not in uh, anywhere I can uh, get distracted by it or whatever. Somebody is hard. My, my, I put my, try to focus my mind on the holy name and the next thing I know I'm thinking about this and that and worrying about changing the oil in the car and so on. And I'm not attracted. Why? The Krishna and Krishna's name are the same. Krishna's all attractive. That name is there. Somehow I have no access. So this is Mama Durdaiva. My Durdaiva. So there's a very interesting... Um, it says that when... Uh, in, I, I didn't get up on my computer. The, the, uh, when... when in the in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, where these that, that last chapter where these are uh, discussed, uh, it, it's described what Lord Chaitanya is feeling when he recites this verse. Uh, just give me one second, and, uh, and I'll I'll get it up here. In the Anshalila, last chapter, when it says that when he when he spoke this verse, lamentation and humility awoken in him. That's what he felt, uh, uh, because and it's quite a contrast. Because the first one is about the triumph of Sankirtan. I mean, it's really a a very exuberant 
param vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtanam and promising all these things and now Mahaprabhu it, it, take you know take in the voice of a conditioned soul but then um, uh, 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 in, in, in a sense he, he's acting out that part uh, so then it says then there was the waking of vishada lamentation and dhanya humility when he recited his own verse and then uh, it says here lamentation and humility awoke within Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he began reciting another of his own verses by hearing the meaning of that verse one can forget all unhappiness and lamentation <laughs> so this is a very special kind of lamentation and humility uh, that, that, that there's an appreciation for, for everything that Krishna has done and there's the sense of my own unworthiness and my, my, my own lack of thankfulness uh, for, for what the Lord has done. And, and so uh, this, is, this, is, this is, is a natural occurrence. It should be a natural occurrence just by chanting. Now, now he says that uh, the the purport is uh, because I commit offenses, because because that's the reason why the holy name is not manifest, and therefore this is anarta nirvitti. This represents the stage of becoming free from the unwanted things that. Although the, the Lord has given us all these benedictions, nevertheless, there's something in me that can't really appreciate it and access it. What is that? And so he, Prabhupada puts it in, I commit offenses while chanting. And so that's, this is the anarthas. Uh, and, 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 and so one has to understand what these uh, these offenses are. That's why Prabhupada has given us to recite every morning in the temple the ten offenses against the holy name, uh, and that these things should uh, should be going away from from out of our uh, our hearts. We should be chanting to remove these things. And how that's done is in this mood of humility. Uh, the, 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 one of the, the biggest problems we have is pride <laughs> to begin with uh, and we're in the material world and we've forgotten Krishna for so long because we've separated from him now we're, we're, we're coming to, to reinstate this relationship and so now we have to see you know what, what have I done wrong why have I broken off my relationship with Krishna uh, and, and so this is this is real humility. This is a different thing, by the way, than low self-esteem. Uh, uh, because if, if, if this kind of humility begins to awaken it, it's because I have a connection with Krishna. Because I'm chanting the holy names. Uh, I, I mean, I, I 
without having proper instruction in the beginning, I noticed this happened to me once in a while that 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 when I would really get into chanting japa fairly well, I would start to feel really, really bad about myself. And I couldn't figure out why, because I would just feel horrible. Uh, 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 and nobody said, you know, our slogan in the early days was chant and be happy. Nobody said chant and feel bad about yourself. Uh, and I just started to really feel ba bad about myself. Uh, and, and became very aware of all my sins and all my offenses and, and all these things. And I didn't know what to do about it. Uh, and uh, and, uh, and then, then I realized, and I, I mean, I really felt awful. I even, I even started thinking about suicide, you know, uh, because I felt so bad. And then I realized, wait a minute, I'm feeling bad like this because I'm chanting Hare Krishna. And I'm chanting, Hi, my, uh, chanting Hare Krishna because although I turned away from Krishna, and that, that's what really made me feel bad. I realized I had, I had a relationship with Krishna and I turned away from him and came to the material world. And that to me seemed like such a horrible sin it could never be forgiven. It was just like such an awful thing to do because really what was happening, I was getting some appreciation for how wonderful Krishna is, and therefore turning away from him, you know, it's not like if there's a broken relationship, you know, you go, you're go, you having a problem with, in your marriage, you go to a counselor, and they all, well, there's problems on both sides, right? But when it comes to the relationship with Krishna, I got to say it's 100% my fault. It's not a problem on both sides. It's me. Uh, and some, somehow that was that was coming up, you know, into me. And so then I realized, well, I'm feeling this because I'm chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, and that means that I am able to chant the Hare Krishna Mantra. That even though I turned away from Krishna, Krishna had not turned away from me. He didn't do to me what I did to him. And then I realized that the proof of that is I thought of what everything Srila Prabhupada did to bring the Hare Krishna mantra to me. That was the, that was the, he was following Krishna's orders to save us. And the trouble he took was a measure of, of, of Krishna's love. And, and, and then I began to feel better. But anyway, I didn't really understand all this while I went through this and I didn't say a word about it to anybody for years and then when I was uh, uh, began to really study the Shashastika prayers because I, I in the early days you know you, you recite them in the morning and the purport of the Shashastika prayer was go out and distribute the books and, and you know we never really got into them so much but then when I was reading the Chaitanya Charitamrita and I saw that Prabhupada had translated them in a different way than the initial handout, and I saw, and so I was reading this, and when I saw that Lord Chaitanya felt uh, Vishada and Danya, I thought, my God, it's bona fide. <laughs> that's, what, that's because he, that's a, that was the revelation that it's, it's, it, that's how, it's, 
those kind of feelings should be welcome. And 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 I, if 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 you are if you understand now that Krishna cares for you, then that's not at all no self-esteem. That's just humility. Because because Krishna thinks I'm worth something because he sent people out to get me. He wants to have a relationship with me and all of us. Uh, he's moving heaven and earth to bring us back. And so this, this, this verse really kind of illustrates that, this lamentation that Krishna's doing all that and I'm sitting here... <laughs> Uh, and, and not taking the whole thing seriously. So this is this is what this uh, this this verse uh, uh, shows us. So this is the this this is is about we have to. Prabhupada has discussed, and it's in the Chaitanya Charitamrita Haridas Thakur uh, that that we have to that that, that, that the, the Hari Krishna mantra is manifest as the pure name Shudanam. Uh, uh, there's nam aparad, and then there's nam abasa, and that when we are chanting and trying to become free from offenses, then that's chanting on the clearing stage. So this means this is this anarta nirvitti means chanting while trying to give up offenses, uh, and that includes sins. Uh, because because there there are offenses that are not exactly sins, but mostly any sin will be an offense. Um, uh, but but we're trying to trying to to clear up these things, uh, and and I think we ta- I talked about this the last time. I that, 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 that this Nama Vasa, this dawning light of the Holy Name, the pure name, while we're trying to give up, while we're trying to clear up of the offenses, the pure name isn't manifest, but the, the dawning twilight of the Holy Name is there, and that destroys all sinful reactions and brings us even to the platform of liberation. So it's like the dawning light. In other words, the pure, na- the pure name is below the horizon, but if we're clearing things up, the sky is getting lighter, and eventually it will come. Uh, and so, therefore, one should feel encouraged in, in, in one's activities. And if this is not happening, if the sins and offenses are not diminishing, then I have to say, what am I doing wrong? This is where one maybe needs some guidance and some help and, and, and things like that, because this is what should happen. These are the stages. There should be this, followed by this. This is the krama. This is the sequence. If this sequence isn't taking place, then I, I can uh, take some uh, remedial and, 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 and uh, corrective uh, measures here. So uh, that's why one of the things I think we've handed out with this is a list of these offenses uh, they're taken from the Padma Purana, uh, uh, and uh, we don't have time to go through them all here. Uh, but uh, in, in one of Bhaktivinoda Thakur's uh, 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 books, 
he tells us uh, it's, the, it's the Hari Nam Chintamani um, and there he says that that um, uh, fence number 11 <laughs> we always say there's 10 offenses against the holy name and then we say and it's also an offense to be inattentive while chanting uh, he says that this this Pramadaha, this word pramada, uh, inattentive, literally means insanity or derangement of the mind. Or, uh, it used to be uh, in older English, distraction was uh, uh, another meaning of distraction was insane. Uh, like in, in, in Shakespeare's Hamlet, Hamlet goes, "Oh, this distracted globe," you know, meaning his mind is disturbed, distracted. You know, uh, so this uh, he says this inattentiveness is the is the kind of seedbed from which all the other fence, offenses grow, and that if we're not dealing with that offense, we will not be successful in dealing with the others. That's what he says in the Harnam Chintamani. And that's a very good thing to, to realize because uh, uh, when I'm chanting Japa, that is the time to deal with that offense. Uh, uh, so, and, and like the first offense is Satam Ninda for example, to blaspheme the devotees or find fault with devotees. That's hard to get through the day sometime without getting mad at some devotee and, you know, people have got their trips and, you know, there's so many different things and I cannot appreciate all their good qualities all the time. Uh, it's complicated. Uh, 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 but, but when I'm chanting Japa, uh, if I've dedicated myself to chanting my, my 16 rounds, uh, that's, that makes life simple because uh, then, then the stage of activity is a very simple one because there's only three actors on stage. There's the holy name, there's me, and there's my mind. <laughs> And if you can find that time where that's all you have to deal with, and then you discover, okay, I'm going to concentrate my attention. Now see, uh, the, the concentration of the attention, what, 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 what governs attention is buddhi. And that's why so many times Krishna consciousness is called buddhi yoga. And what you're doing when you chant japa, you're really following exactly what uh, Krishna says in the sixth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita that when the mind wanders you bring it back. He calls this abhyasa. Uh, uh, abhyasa means practice. Abhyasa yoga yuktena chetasana anyagamana. This is in the eighth chapter. By this abhyasa yoga, chetas, without letting your mind go anywhere else. This is the, this is yoga. Uh, uh, when you do the breathing exercises and the postures, it's also to bring you to that point of one-pointed attention where your attention is like a candle in a windless place. So with, with Japa, we, we, we are aiming at the same effect. Here, the, uh, we are paying attention to Krishna in the form of the name. Uh, 
And then you sit down and you, there's Krishna's name there which is full of all transcendental opulences. And I start Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare, and just trying to concentrate. And I had two, three rounds, three mantras in, then suddenly, you know, I've discovered my mind has wandered back. Now, here, sometimes people have told me, oh, when I chant Hare Krishna, I get so many good ideas. <laughs> you know, I mean, be, be, because you kind of free associate, you kind of go into a little trance state, and then so many ideas come about, and so many... Uh, so, so, and then it's really easy. You sort of automatically go on and chant. So, there's three ways of chanting. When the, the pure name is there, the mind is fixed on, on the holy name, and you're so attracted and attached to it that it's just there. That's pu- the pure name is manifest. Namaparad, uh, uh, which when we are com- we're committing offenses and not trying to do anything about it, when I let my mind wander, when people are, you know, chanting their rounds while doing other things, I remember standing in a street corner in L.A. talking to a devotee, and I keep hearing this clicking sound going on, and he's got a clicker in his pocket, and he, <laughs> while we're talking, he's also, <laughs> this is not good japa, you know. Uh, and as you know, I, I understand we, we, we are busy and there's all many times and we think, let me do two things at once, but it's really, you know, not so good. I mean, really the best thing is to make this dedicated time where you're showing the Holy Name that you are interested. We are just trying to prove to Krishna that we're interesting. It's mechanical. Prabhupada calls this mechanical. You see your mind wander, you bring it back. Your mind wanders, you bring it back. Yes, that is mechanical in that sense. But then what happens is that it starts to be not mechanical because you start to think, when I'm, when I'm focusing my attention in Krishna, what I'm calling to Krishna, remember the names in the Hare Krishna mantra in the vocative case, they're addressed to Krishna. We should remember, I am trying to reestablish a relationship and that I'm showing Krishna that I'm interested, I'm proving to Krishna, it's not just mechanical, there's somebody else, there's Krishna, and I'm proving that I am interested in a relationship. And just by trying, yes, Krishna, I've got a mind that wants to run away from you, it's been running away from you for God knows how many lifetimes, I'm trying to bring it back, it's an idiot, I slap it around all the time, I stop on it, I, you know... You know how you see in the movies that the, the guy, the tough guy, takes the. You, know, you do that to your mind. I'm doing that to my Krishna. I'm just trying to fix it. So you, we do that. We show Krishna that we're interested, uh, and then it, then it, we really start uh, to establish a, a, a relationship, one way or an, another. So. If you if you if you like somebody or you love somebody, then you're interested. But the other way it works around too. If you if you just pay attention to something, it will become interesting. It, 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 it it's it's a fact in the material world, even in the material world, that if you can simply pay attention to something, it becomes interesting. Interesting. 
That's just what you are able to pay. There are some people, one of the most boring courses in college is geology. And people take it because they have to take a science course and it's the easiest one. So they take geology. And, it be, and it's so boring. But there are people that are utterly fascinated with rocks. They're endlessly interested in them. They get into them. And if you can somehow pay attention enough to the geology, you become interested in rocks too. That little insect that you, you know, not interested in, you push them away. Somebody else studies them. Like anything in the material world, you know, can become, if you just can pay attention to it, becomes really, really interesting. Uh, and so why it is that some people are interested in this or that thing uh, or, or another. So, so if you love something, you pay attention. And if you can pay attention, the same thing. You'll start to find it interesting, whatever it is. So we want to pay attention to Krishna. And so because in it, within attention are the seeds of love. And actually, everything else is interesting we discover as we make advancement simply because Krishna is interesting and everything else is some wonderful thing that Krishna has done. I mean, Prabhupada once was on a 747 and they showed him around what was going on and he was like very impressed by how interesting the 747 was and the ingenuity that went into making this, this airplane go. But then he observed that a mosquito... <laughs> <laughs> a mosquito is even more intricate and it's so tiny, look what they've done, you know, they can't come close to what Krishna's already done. Uh, so uh, the devotee will see things like that. So therefore, just by making the effort to chant on the clearing stage, by paying attention to the holy name, in it, and don't quit, the mind keeps going away, okay, that's my degree of fallenness, just to accept, you know, the fact that, that this is what I am, uh, I'm fallen, and, and in one sense, it doesn't mean that we're worthless because Krishna wants us back. He has given us the holy name, he has given us the association of devotees, he wants us back, so I shouldn't be discouraged. And I just have to keep showing and th that I'm interested. And we will see, we will start to make advancement. To go from the offensive stage to the clearing stage, there's a big change. If people have been uh, stuck on the offensive stage for a long time, they get very discouraged. I've been chanting Hare Krishna for years. Everything is awful. I'm not making any advancement. This doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? Well, there's something wrong with the gurus, or there's something wrong with ISKCON, or this or that, or the other thing, you know, somebody's fault. Uh, but when, if you one just goes, which you can do very easily when you sit down to chant japa, anyone can immediately go to the clearing stage simply by trying to pay attention. Even if it doesn't seem like I'm very successful, if I just don't quit. That'll be, that'll be moving to that stage. When we get on that stage, all of a sudden, the whole Hare Krishna movement looks better. The devotees seem to be nicer. 
the deities are more attractive. I, I pick up one of Prabhupada's books before, it looked like he was kept saying the same thing all over again. Now it's like every page is fascinating and telling me interesting stuff. The world changes if one has found one. As, as, and so sometimes we, we, we have our ups and downs, but if we find ourselves in a slough, you know, slough of despond, you know, this, there's a way to get out of it. Uh, uh, and if we have good association, it really helps us do that too. So we can go to this, this, so this humility that, that this dainya, uh, and lamentation, this is a very good sign. It's a very, very good sign that, that we are now making advancement on the stage of Krishna consciousness. And now you can see, uh, it, uh, you can understand the next verse. Srinada pi sunichena tarodiva Immediately, that humility, that dainya, which starts to appear in the second verse, now in the next verse, has become... Uh, I'm thinking of myself, Trinata uh, piece, and lower than a blade of grass. Trinata piece, sunichena. Tororiva suhishnuna. And more tolerant or forbearing than a tree. These are all in the instrumental case. That, 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 that verse. Kirtaniya Sadahari, it is, the name of Krishna is always to be chanted. How? Because of being Trinada Bhisunichi, because of being lower than the straw on the street, because of being more tolerant than a tree, Amanina, Amanadena, by means of uh, not expecting any uh, honor for oneself, but willing to offer all honors to others. In this state of mind, then you can chant constantly. So this is called nishta. Nishta means fixed in Krishna consciousness. It's not a super advanced stage. Prabhupada always referred to it by being, he used the term fixed up. You should get fixed up in Krishna consciousness. It's, it's not super advanced. But when a person reaches the stage of nishta, it is very rare that somebody will fall down. That's, that's practically what it means. It can still happen, but still, and, and, and these are the, 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 the requirements for being fixed like this, this Trinadapi Sunichena. Uh, 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 so so this, uh, uh, this is the humility, and you can see how it, how it flows naturally out of uh, anarta nirvritti that this, 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 this sense of humility would increase the, the spiritual path this is true everywhere that there are people who are actually making spiritual events whatever religion it may be if there are people serious about spiritual advancement you will find out that they all understand that it's the opposite of the material world in material life, it's the path of pride. It's the path of let me become more and more important. Let me have more power over others. Let me have more control over things. It's a God project. Let me be, let my God project 
go on in this way. But the devotee project is you become smaller. And of course, in a spiritual organization which has hierarchy and lower and higher positions, people can come in and want to do that. They may think, oh, but to become a, a guru, this is like a big thing, you know. I, I, that's what I want to do. I want to. I want to be an important person. I want to command resources. I want to have people obey my word. And or you, we can import material ideas into a spiritual organization. It happens all the time. Catholic Church has a problem with this. Everybody's so surprised that they seem to have a pope that's actually really humble uh, and seems to be. Uh, real about it because a lot of times you know well the Catholic Church had a problem because because historically the the Pope was also a king in Italy so there was a kind of a mixture of two positions there it didn't always become clear but people knew it if you look at the spiritual exercises of Saint Ignatius of Loyola the, the founder of the Jesuits one of his exercises is, is a kind of visualization of, uh, on the one hand, uh, uh, here is a big castle up in a hill, it's a huge opulent place, it's full of uh, all the accoutrements of material success, this huge castle, and this is where the devil lives. And, and then now you should, and you should visualize this is the path of the material path of the devil, it's the path of pride. He's there in all his pomp, he's got his armies, everyone's striding around while the earth is shaking under their feet. These are, you know, that's, and then you visualize Jesus, who's in a simple, low place, a natural place, everything very small, and, you know, so, and you visualize these two paths. Uh, so this is a well-understood fact of, 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 of a spiritual life, that, that, that you, 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 you become greater by becoming smaller. Uh, so, Trinada pi sunichena, I should think of myself as lower than the straw on the street. When, uh, you, here's how you can think, how can... How, how can I think myself like that? I mean, after all, you know, I have degrees from uh, advanced universities. I have uh, so many important positions in the material world. I, I'm really smart. I'm good-looking. You know, all these other things. How can I think myself as like this, like the straw on the street? That's really hard to do. You know, it's un- unnatural. Well, consider the fact that I'm a jiva. The size of the jiva is, according to the Svetashvatara Upanishad, is one ten thousandth tip of a hair in size. That's how big we are. Very, very tiny. According to Sadaputta, that's one quarter of an angstrom unit. It's unmeasurably small. So if that's the size of a jiva, and then if you think of just all the jivas in their natural state, spread out together in front of you. The thing that we see that they would most resemble is just like a lawn of grass stretching out with a bunch of blades of grass indistinguishable from each other. So actually, a blade of grass is the most appropriate to the actual state of the jiva. It's it's natural. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's our that's our position. You can meditate like that, but that's where we are. Uh, there's so many living entities. The jivas are all the same, and that's what we would look like without all this uh, false ego that we've acquired. So, uh, so that that should be our. meditation of ourselves, so we, we think like that. Uh, and then, like the tree, uh, that, that we become, we don't, not only are, are we very humble, but um, we don't protest. The tree is very magnanimous, it gives fruit and flowers and whatever thing else. Uh, but where I'm living, there's there's, there's, there's this, this this tree with these um, what do they call those mulberries all over, and you can see the deer come in and grab, browse underneath it to to eat the mulberries, and it's full of birds, and you know it's like giving everything, you know. So these trees are very very munificent, like that way, bountiful to everybody. So they give, and then they don't don't protest. So the example is uh, 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 a guy comes to cut the tree down. First of all, he has a snack of the fruit. Then he takes a nap in the shade. That's another gift of the tree, uh, the shade. And then he cuts it down and the tree doesn't protest. So one should be forbearing or tolerant like like this. This is the other sign. Uh, like like, Like a blade of grass and the respect of being humble like a tree and being for, uh, forbearing. Uh, uh, and then uh, not expecting any uh, amanina, manadena. Amana means I don't expect any praise or honor from others, but willing to give all everyone else honor or respect or praise. Kirtaniya Sadhari. In that in that state of mind, then it's possible to uh, always uh, uh, chant the, the name of Krishna. Then one becomes fixed. So that's what we should we should we should aim at uh, and, and, uh, and be our meditation. But our the the, the core practice. Uh, of, of worshiping the holy name while chanting japa uh, is what will get us there. Uh, uh, and, and just by it's, it's, it's very, very simple. We, when the mind goes away, we bring it back. When the mind goes away, we bring it back. When, when uh, uh, Krishna explains this to Arjuna, he says, I think this is very difficult, what you're, you're telling me. He said, because the mind is, is wild, it's difficult, it's uncontrollable. It's like trying to control the wind. Uh, uh, it can't be done. And Krishna, first of all, nicely says, yeah, I understand the problem with the mind. I, I can understand what it's like. And he said, but it can be done. And he says... By two things, abhyasa and vairagya. Abhyasa means practice. And practice means repetition. Uh, when, you, when you are going to be in a play, you have to rehearse. You do it over and over again. 
if you're learning a musical instrument, you have to sit there and play the scales over and over again. It's repetition. So by this abhyasa, this repetition, this practice, this repetition, uh, and then vairagya, by detachment. Uh, so this is, this is, he said, it can be done this way. And that's why we have our principles of Krishna consciousness to sustain us in the, the detachment and uh, uh, and uh, to uh, give us a facility for this this practice, this uh, this uh, this uh, sadhana. So anyway, this is the. By the way, the reason there are eleven offenses is because there's two different lists, and. Um, uh, in one place, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Api Pramadaha, you can, it, it could be in the Sanskrit verses, it comes, it comes, it comes from the, it comes from a, a single verse, two lines, two verses in the Padma Purana. They're not numbered. It just says it. And you can take this pramadaha as referring to all the offenses, that they're all forms of insanity or inattentiveness. But then uh, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur at one point, he, he takes uh, the, uh, uh, he takes the, uh, um, uh, yeah, the fifth and the sixth offense, and makes it one offense that uh, uh, to Artavada Harinama Kalpana uh, to uh, consider the glories of the holy name as imagination and therefore to give some interpretation of the holy name and uh, in other words yeah, what they're saying about it is, is really a fantasy and the real reason it works is this, that, the other thing. Uh, you know, I've heard various theories that, 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 that it makes the right brain or the left brain work or, or, <laughs> or that increases endorphins, you know, these, these kind of things that, uh, like, like that. So he, he makes the fifth and the sixth one offense. And so this, this uh, and, uh, another place they're separated and the Apikramadaha is just not, not mentioned and taken as... as uh, as a uh, uh, comment on the whole thing. So that's why we have 11 offenses, if you're worried about that. Anyway, we should stop now. <laughs> so that's, uh, uh, anyway, any questions or comments? Yeah. yeah. So if you want to interpret Hari uh, as rather it's modern offense. I'm sorry? If we interpret Hari as rather it's modern offense. Hari? No, uh, be, 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 because, because in the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, uh, the, the word Hare uh, is the vocative case. All, all the names in the Maha Mantra, Hare Krishna and Rama, are all in the vocative case. You're calling to somebody. I mean, it's active in that way. It's not just saying names, but you're talking. You're, it's a relationship, is there. And then it, it, it so happens that 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 hare with the e on the end is the vocative of both hari 
meaning the masculine, or hara, meaning the feminine. So, both. Both of those are okay. So that's not an interpretation. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so when people chant, you you can you can you can uh, you know one 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 uh, one hare is is Radha. The next hare is 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 is, uh, is Krishna. No, because. Who takes away all the auspicious things and so on? Another question. So when I'm doing walking japa, it's not as good as seeing japa, right? What? When I do my java walking, it's not as good as when I do my java seeing. You can walk while you do your japa, but don't get distracted by the scenery, you know? Sometimes it's... Prabhupada would walk and do japa sometimes. You can pace back and forth. You just judge yourself. Uh, but sometimes some of us, we sit for a long time, it's a good idea to stand up and we won't get distracted by the pain in our hips or whatever. <laughs> so on. Uh, so, but the, the, idea is, the idea is that we should have a great deal of respect for the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra and when we chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, we should approach the Holy Name very, very nicely. And so that there will be a reciprocation. So it's a, to me, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's really about a relationship. And here, Krishna has made himself ultimately accessible. I've mentioned many times before, I had a professor when I was at graduate religious studies. He said that the question, the real question is not whether God exists, but whether God is available. That really struck me because I thought, well, yeah, if God exists and is not available, what difference does it make? And if he's available, then that takes care of the existence question. And then after, you know, a few years after that, I met devotees and understood about the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. And that's the ultimate in, in information compression and portability. Uh, it's just three, it's so simple. You can carry it around with you everywhere. It fits right in your mouth. <laughs> dances on your tongue, and, and opens up into the whole spiritual world. It's unbelievable uh, what, what we've been given, and that's the, that's the mercy of Mahaprabhu, uh, by making himself available in this way. So you said to, <clears throat> to feel um, small uh, and humble, we have to feel like blades of grass. <laughs> What would it take to feel tolerance and detachment? What would it take to have to tolerate all to feel to develop tolerance and detachment? feelings of humility will come about. And I just thought they were an anomaly. I just thought I was the only one going through this. Because I had in those early days we didn't have that much good instruction. And I was really happy when I discovered that it was bona fide. Uh, 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 so it, 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 it will happen naturally. Uh, 
And, and uh, one thing, the, now the, the humility of devotees and the humility of spiritual life uh, is sometimes really looked down upon by materialists. They, a slave mentality, some kind of masochist or something like that. And it is not that, and when you see great devotees, like if, when you read, say, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishnadas Kaviraj says, I'm, I'm worthless, anybody who says my name will go to hell. Uh, you know, he expresses himself all the time as being like completely worthless and hopeless, and only the mercy of the devotees, he can do anything. And he really feels that way. But it's not some kind of pathology. The, 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 and the, the reason that, that, that devotees seek out humility is because as humility increases, love of Krishna increases. And it's not that they're attached to humility for its own sake, they're attached to loving Krishna. Uh, and if pride increases, then love for Krishna decreases. So the thing, one, when humility comes, it means also you'll find that there's some taste or attraction for Krishna. And you discover that if you become even more humble, that increases. And just like love for Krishna has no upper limit, so humility, you can just keep going down and down and down. <laughs> and it's not, it's not some kind of low self-esteem or mental disease or anything like that. It will not be appreciated by materialists at all. They'll, they'll, they'll think there's something wrong with you. you know, self-punishing slave mentalities and no, it's, uh, so it, it, it will happen naturally as a part of the, the advancement in Krishna consciousness and uh, uh, yeah does that answer your question? well uh, we were talking about humility mm -hmm. but uh, the answer was about detachment detachment? that will also happen as, as attachment to Krishna increases detachment for everything else in the same way. Uh, mostly we get attached to things also to, to feed our false ego and things like that. So, so when it's hard to, to become detached uh, from things if that's all we're trying to do. And people are on a spiritual path where there's no attachment to Krishna, very, very difficult. But uh, when, when I'm starting to beget, get feelings for Krishna, then anything that helps my uh, attachment to Krishna increase, I'll be, I'll like it. And therefore also detachment becomes natural. Uh, uh, so, so these two, the attachment to Krishna and detachment for, for everything else that's somehow separate from Krishna or seen as separate from Krishna, these two will go together. Anything else? Okay. So until next week, thank you very much. Thank you. Prabhupada ki jai, Shri Shastaka ki.